2: When Ryan's when it's time to begin, it's on the rewinder Round with John Pollock and waiting, the 18 that makes sense of these things we see in the ring every week on TV. It's rewinder Round for Monday night, download a Tuesday morning from the post wrestling site. It's rewinder Round for Monday night on USA now on the John and Wade take the mic. Hello everybody and welcome to Rewind to Raw. It is John Pollock here alongside Wei Ting. Hello Wei.
0: Hey John, how you doing? I am here. Yes, you are.
2: It's been Hello. a while. It feels like a long time since we've spoken. It's only been a few days Whew. though. It has been exactly three days. Huge, huge amount. Yes. Uh, how are you? How was your weekend? Weekend was okay.
0: Um... You don't know, watch a bit of F one. This was a race weekend. What else did I do?
2: Did you watch it live? Did you watch it late? When did you watch the race? I
0: watched a bit late. I mean, my my sleep schedule. It's it's really hard to, for me to time my sleeping pattern for for it. So like I always intend to at least like sleep ahead of time, but then I end up staying up and I try to stay up for it, and I don't fall asleep until mid race. So you know that I I caught most of the race, but it was a bit of a struggle staying up.
2: How about you? Um I watched it in uh, pieces on Sunday. I watched it live for the first portion and then all of a sudden my son grabbed the remote and uh we were watching Mighty Pups. So that was a uh, it was not a hey can I watch this. It was just this is what we're doing. It's like all right. Mm. So that was it and then later in the day I sat down and uh watched the 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 rest of it. So I knew I knew the for the second half. I knew about the whole uh, Carlos Sainz uh, engine uh, catastrophe, Mm -hmm. but but did not know what exactly the cause of this was. Man, it was it was pretty deep into the race. I think it was like lap fifty five of what seventy one.
0: Yeah, his car basically. um, It's a little scary. It was caught on
2: fire. They had the cameras on it, and uh, these announcers, like the, it's just their blood is ice cold. Like they're just calling this as though you know. It's like, okay, the, uh, there's some flames and then they, they shoot it until there's like some concern and then they cut away. They're like, okay, this is getting, uh, pretty intense right now. And mm-hmm. then they, they went back. But the problem was like the car was going in reverse as he's trying to get out of this car that the flames are starting to engulf this, uh, this car. And anyway, thankfully he, he was out, but looked, um, looked very perplexed because you know it was a it was a potential 1-2 finish for Ferrari and that late uh you know 16 laps to go it was unfortunate
0: yeah really no um ended up being it gave, it gave the uh oh.
2: it gave the F1 ESPN Twitter account the ability to write the headline they had uh Carlos Sainz sitting there despondent it's spain without the s
0: oh goodness wow that was a headline. I'm sure they were,
2: they were up all night, really patting themselves on the back for that one. Hmm. Yes. Anyway, that was it. Um, For my weekend? I just, in general, the race, any, oh. any other uh, dramatic conclusions? I, I mean, dude, Mick Schumacher, he's coming on.
0: I know. It, it seems like it's Haas's season right now, especially Mick. So... I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I never know if we should keep the F1 talk at the beginning or or save it till the end. Oh, this
2: is the just, end. This is all we're doing tonight. We I just kind of
0: broke it. into it after talking about my weekend. Uh, but how was your weekend, John?
2: Uh, it was. It was all right. It was. Um, I'm I'm trying to uh, piece together uh, the weekend. No, it was good. It was good. Very nice out. We got. Uh, uh, it was. It was. It was a birthday weekend for for Max. So we did a, a bunch of different things. Got him this. uh this like inflatable water slide that was uh pretty much takes up our entire backyard it's pretty sizable it's Amazing.
0: Uh, I saw a photo of this this was, this was incredible
2: yeah these things are tremendous you can inflate it in like seconds and then it it deflates rather easy it's so uh,
0: you rent you rented it or you you have to buy it oh no no, buy no bought it bought it oh yes. wow yeah oh so you can so you can put bust that thing out whenever
2: i yeah I could I can bring it over way
0: you're gonna be the most popular you know house in the block I'm sure maybe yeah
2: i'm i'm gonna charge admission if if any other kids want to use it you gotta make that money back that's it that's it it. this is an investment this isn't a birthday gift That's it i like it uh so yes no i had had a very good weekend it was uh one that was uh kind of enjoyable that we didn't have any uh any shows to have to like any big big shows going on so it was kind of Mm -hmm. the calm before the storm that begins uh this this weekend and extends for the next month so um that is all uh coming up folks this week is the beginning of the G one, which means number one, have you got your picks in for the Post Wrestling G One contest? The deadline is Friday night at eleven fifty nine PM Eastern Time. You can go to postwrestling.com slash G one and you can play against the entire listenership of Post Wrestling. It is free to join, making your picks in all of the different matches, block winners. It is very it's an arduous process. But of course, way it will also be the crowning of the E-Block winner. And oh, here, yeah. here to declare his candidacy, John Pollock. Picks submitted, and I have joined the E-Block coming for that
0: title. This is a first time ever, isn't it? So not only can you play against all the other people who have entered, and again, it's free to enter. You can also play against me. You can play against John Pollock. So you get a bragging rights, potentially, to say, I beat John Pollock. At a professional wrestling pool.
2: Oh, you're assuming they're going to beat me.
0: Well, we shall see. We shall see. That is part of the competition. I don't know how well,
2: how well these are going to work out. you you got to really... Um... Like, I, I would be curious the work that some people put into this. I, I put in about uh, ten minutes worth. So, um,
0: well, we know every year. Like, if you just randomly guess things, I think you'd have a pretty decent chance of at least doing pretty well. So, well, there is definitely
2: some random guessings in in all of this. Well, I will say,
0: if you are a little bit clueless and you want to maybe get a bit of guidance, you know, about who might be in the running for, uh, to 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 do well in the G one this year, um, I know two people who might be putting together a little bit of a primer tomorrow on the post-daily news update.
2: That is right. Myself and Karen Peterson will be doing a entire preview of the G1 Climax Tuesday, 1 Eastern, youtube.com slash post-wrestling. We are going to go through uh, all of the participants, all the blocks, how this whole tournament works for the people that are jumping on board now. This is uh, the drive to survive of... Japanese wrestling tournaments and you just, uh, are going to be hopping aboard. So look forward to that, uh, live Tuesday at one Eastern with uh, Karen Peterson joining me. Um, also, um, in regards to our G1 podcast, they will begin this Saturday. It is going to be Wei Ting and Karen Peterson on Saturday and then Wei with WH Park on Sunday. So all members at post will be getting all of our G1 podcasts that will encompass all of the events, they will all be covered in uh, various podcasts from now until August the 18th. So you can jump on board and you'll be getting two shows alone this coming weekend.
0: Yeah, that in addition to our MCU later reviews, which we have our season finale for Miss Marvel live this Thursday at 10 p.m. Eastern. Rewind a Smackdown that takes place live Fridays at 11 p.m. Eastern. And then, of course, Rewind Away every other week including i mean if you're disappointed we cut off the f1 talk this afternoon there will be plenty of f1 talk this week because we will be talking about drive to survive season one episodes one to three tomorrow in the post wrestling cafe
2: that's right so look out for that rewind away on tuesday evening covering season one episodes one through three of drive to survive have you sat down and watched any Mm -mm. of these episodes yet no. Very, very easy watches, I will say. I think you will enjoy sitting back and watching these three. And, um, yes, we will talk all about it on Tuesday. Uh, one other, one other thing is that uh, I did write up a piece today, uh, for cafe members up, uh, 1900 words on the Montreal screw job. I don't know why I did this myself, but I, I sat down, I watched WWE rivals and at the end of it, I was like, you know what? Um, I think I should write I, something I about haven't
0: this. said enough. I haven't thought about enough. About no, this.
2: no, that, that's what I felt the world needed today was another, uh, 1900 words about the Montreal screw job. But, uh, I was less than impressed with its coverage on, on rivals on, on Sunday night. I saw, and I think very necessary,
0: you know, uh, anytime it becomes a topic of conversation in the public eye to maybe have, a you know, a bit more of an informed take from somebody such as yours. So I, I thank you for that, John. Um, Last thing here, before we get to our review, Martin Bushby and Benno, th- those two are going to have a hell of a weekend because they are attempting a 24 hour charity stream. And they will be uh, talking to various people, including myself, including various members of the post-wrestling community. So um, I will probably put a link up. Uh, I mean, you can follow post-wrestling at post-wrestling and you'll probably find a link to it, but uh, you will find out about it. Follow uh, at Bushby zero one for all that information.
2: Yes, this is going to be the most ambitious undertaking two individuals in the podcast space has have ever undergone. This is going to be uh unbelievable.
0: It's it's kind of, you know, Martin's unofficial um going away, I would say, from the podcasting world.
2: Yeah, it might be by necessity after these twenty four hours. I don't oh, know if goodness. he'll have anything
0: left. He will have recorded enough hours to really last, you know, two years, I would say.
2: Remember when on Save by the Bell, they tried to save the Max by doing one of those like 24-hour telethons?
0: I don't remember, but okay. Okay. What was well, the end result of that? Did they save the Max?
2: Well, I, I'm just hoping that by, you know, hour 22, hour 23 of uh, Saturday's live stream that maybe uh, Mario Lopez shows up. and gives Mar- them the, the the big pep rally at the end to to get everyone energized and light up those phones. Because the, Benno- the, bu- the big bopper, I'm sure, is going to be uh, Benno on this.
0: Well is Benno gonna be addicted to caffeine pills and then start singing "I'm so excited
2: I'm so scared yes. yeah that's going to be v- v- those two in tandem, but the good oh. thing about those caffeine addictions it's a it's a solvable addiction in twenty two minutes as yeah, as they yeah. learned of that's course. what uh that's what Peter Engel taught us all as mm-hmm. young children. All right, we'll check all of that out. that information will be on the site uh, and we will remind you throughout the week on our various shows. The best of luck to Benno and Martin, and I mean that sincerely mm-hmm. all right, so. On that note, we get into Raw from Monday night at the AT&T Center in San Antonio, Texas. you think AT&T have ever had a uh, a 16-plus hour outage causing those in San Antonio to have no ability to uh, call for urgency, have any connection to the outside world? I wonder if that's ever happened.
0: I, I do wonder. I mean, I'm sure it's somewhat possible. Um I would hope not because I think as as bad as it was for Canada, like if, if that happened in the US, I think it would be that much more catastrophic globally.
2: Uh, it, it could be disastrous. Yes. Mm-hmm. A lot of lessons learned. So we start off with uh, highlights of Roman Reigns appearing on SmackDown and Brock Lesnar is out to start the show stating God bless Texas.
0: This was like a bit of a strange opening. You know, it's not unusual for Raw to cold open with a recap from something from a prior episode, including SmackDown or Raw. But this this recap was like nothing more than Roman being in the ring and saying two lines, one of which was when the tribal chief – something to the effect of when the tribal chief is on top, life is good. And like I'm watching this like, trying to think like, well, what was the purpose of this? What are they setting up here? Um and it really was for no other reason than for Brock Lesnar to say, well, it looks like Roman Reigns is having a really good life. And that's T- it.
2: Tied it beautifully.
0: <laughs> that's it. Like they, they decided to do all of that just to lean into...
2: This This is the true genius promo. of the brand split. They can have conversations across brands. Yeah, but nothing was said.
0: No. This was not really a conversation. It was like, you know, he said a couple words and I'm going to... um. To start my promo off uh, with the same few words.
2: Well, this promo by Brock Lesnar was brought to you by the word hog. Yes. Cause Roman is living high on the hog. And there's a saying that Brock thinks came from around here. Pigs get fat and hogs get slaughtered. And this crowd certainly reacted like we did not author that, that slogan, but go for it, Brock. He calls Roman a hog and Brock slaughters hogs on his farm every day. Every day, he's killing <laughs> animals. What a really, He's a farmer. What a yeah. model citizen. And at SummerSlam... Well, I mean, you,
0: you eat meat. You and I both eat meat. Somebody has to, unfortunately, do that.
2: Is he eating hogs on a daily basis? Is Are people being fed? This sounds more like recreation. Um, You're
0: saying he's killing hogs just for fun?
2: Uh, if he's doing it daily. I don't think he's going on a
0: steady diet of hogs. Well, he's not. He's he's probably doing it for. I mean, if he does own a farm, he's like freezing
2: that, them, and he just has a big. Well, you know, he,
0: he probably sells. He's probably part of the you know food chain of. Uh, I don't know of meat. Yes, so maybe he's just selling them to a local market. I'd like if, I, I if, if
2: ever if ever there's a performer that needs a side hustle gig, it's Brock Lesnar to make a little extra scratch on the side. Well, clearly his,
0: he he loves it. I mean, the man grew up on a farm. Works with his hands, you know. Yeah. So.
2: Yeah. Maybe, maybe maybe that's how he's killing the the hogs with his hands. He, God, I hope not. That's that sounds awful. He says that at SummerSlam the Tribal Hog is going to get a country shit kicking like he's never seen. So this this uh, main event has escalated to the level of a uh, we're using shit, shit. to sell us. Yeah. No. Explicit. Country shit kicking.
0: Hmm. Saskatchewan, um, a, a Saskatchewanian country shit kicking. Yeah, you know I don't think about Saskatchewan when I think about the country, but yeah, sure.
2: Paul Heyman walks out, and Lesnar says, "Speaking of hogs," and Heyman calls this the most barbaric SummerSlam, and it plays to Lesnar's favor, having a last man standing match. The Usos are shown watching this in the back. And Heyman explains that Lesnar's legacy of annihilating people and leaving them for dead, um, that's his legacy. He puts people down for good. Lesnar doesn't care if he sends Roman Reigns to the hospital or the morgue, like he's a head kick by Mirko Krokop. And says that a hog slaughterer, an annihilator, uh, will be out for revenge against my tribal chief. And Heyman says how Lesnar is approaching, or sorry, Reigns is approaching 700 days as champion. And this is one streak that Lesnar will not conquer. I did like this line because it is the idea that there is something here at stake for Roman Reigns. Uh, not just the championship, but this, uh, this, uh, this double digit, uh, this, this triple digit streak that he is trying to reach. And he will do anything to prevent Reigns from losing. Even this is Heyman, even if he has to train Roman. To put his hand up Brock's ass and rip his heart out. Is there enough time between now and July thirtieth to teach this rare technique that seems out of Mortal Kombat and the Ultimate Game Genie code for the ending? Yeah, I, I, you know I, I don't put know if your I hand to- up his ass and rip the heart out.
0: I mean, I'd love to see Heyman teach it um how would he even showcase this maybe with a hog um well listen it's a bit of a visual language here you know uh if you're a fan of paul heyman maybe 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 you'd be into it um you know he did the usual thing where he was really putting over the the attributes of the opponent it almost felt like it was a Paul, like Brock Lesnar pro Brock Lesnar type of uh, setting, or sorry, type type of promo. Uh, but of course, he kind of ends it with, um, "Wow, you're you're so great, you're so scary, you're so devastating." But my guy is going to, um, I'm gonna have to teach my guy to be his best to beat you. That sort of thing.
2: Yeah. It was like it was. <laughs> Paul Heyman playing Brock Lesnar's manager, but they inserted the caveats to keep it as though he is representing Roman Reigns. I will he say that both between, guys. Between yeah. Friday and Monday, I do feel like Heyman is carrying the load of setting up this, this match for the end of the month. Theory comes out and he explains how, once again, he's going to cash in at SummerSlam and they roll footage of Theory being f 5 off the top of the pod at Elimination Chamber by Brock. And it was so gruesome that they, they cut to black before Theory made impact on the floor coming off of this pod. And Theory has not forgotten about this from all the way back in February. And with that, Alpha Academy appear ringside. Lesnar refers to them as cockroaches and challenges the two. Otis enters, but Gable comes from behind with a chop block. But Brock does not leave his feet he reattaches his ACL and makes his comeback, destroying both. He attacks them with steps, chairs, belly-to-belly to, belly to gable. I was freaked out that he was going to try this onto Otis, but thankfully he just f 5 Otis onto the desk. And that ended the segment uh, with Brock slaughtering these hogs.
0: Mm-hmm, yeah. You know, it, it was a promo that I think um, was you know at least interesting um very visual and um, probably something you wouldn't have been a fan of if you're a vegetarian um but the live crowd in texas seem to re- really be into it i have to say you know we're getting to the i point mean, I mean now- he
2: chose he chose his location for this type of promo
0: right i have to say like i think we're getting to the point in this feud where i i'm just getting so much like deja vu from it that it does not seem at all fresh or that interesting you know it's not like they've really come up with like too many different angles about what's really at stake this time around that's different from what was at stake at wrestlemania so it just kind of feels like like you know these are segments we've seen over and over again for years now
2: yeah i i think the lack of a a breathing room between be, between wrestlemania being so definitive and that WrestleMania was not so long ago and now we're just hitting replay. That's, it's tough what they have going against them. This was obviously not the planned direction, but one where it's now just trying to make this feel as big as possible. But you're coming off like that exact promotion for WrestleMania. This is the the biggest match in WrestleMania history. Mm. And it was a very, you know, average match with a conclusive finish to it
0: right right they are but you know i would at least hope that they would be going through a a bit of a different playbook this time around with you know some different wrinkle in the story that they're telling theory that's
2: that's the wrinkle that they have in this and i don't know how much shitty wrinkle well that's they're they're pushing Uh, that as hard as anything for the show is the idea that one of the winner will be
0: How is that supposed to make me more interested in the result of this match? You're basically telling me the result of this particular matchup has, it does not matter whatsoever because the real match is set to take place afterwards.
2: Yeah. They're promising you the title change or at least heavily dangling that in, in front of you.
0: So why should I give a shit about Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns?
2: Um, can they, uh, can they have a leg to stand on at the end? It's
0: not It's not like Theory has, like, you know, an advantage with one guy, over, like, over another.
2: No, he said it does not matter who wins. That's literally part of his talking points every week. It doesn't matter if it's you or Roman Reigns. The winner is going to be destroyed. Right, so... You know, I understand why
0: they went with Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns to a mainstream viewing audience. It is probably the biggest match that they can make with the pieces that they have given, but... um. Man, like there's at least this week. I don't. I don't think that much unique interest. If you're somebody who's who watched prior, you know, uh, for WrestleMania and whatnot.
2: Next was Rey Mysterio, who is with Dominic, taking on Finn Balor and Damien uh with Damian Priest in his corner. And they do a promo segment in the ring where they note that in two weeks' time at Madison Square Garden for Raw, it's going to be promoted as Rey Mysterio's twentieth anniversary in WWE. And they did stipulate in WWE. We're not imagining this was his uh fictitious debut. Uh just descended from the skies
0: 20th anniversary in the big leagues okay that's how they should be promoting
2: minus a hiatus here or there and uh you know the the lucha underground years and triple a and all that but eh, 20 years give or take let's round up he's been here and priest says that ray is done he's washed and you have nothing to offer dominic you're just an old mask with tired tricks They have more to offer for Dominic because we will decide the future of this industry. And Balor says Edge is also a legend. And look what happened to him as they replay the attack. Balor says Edge is never coming back. So you know what that means. And he was a bad leader. And Ray is not just a bad leader. You're a bad father. And the Mysterios have heard enough. They just sat here for like five minutes being on the bad end of a diss track and finally they attack and priest just yanks Balor to the floor to get him away and we come back with with the match. But uh what did you think here of Balor and Priest? Um it was o- it was okay
0: like, it was okay in that it was a, a WWE-speak type of promo. You know, this, like, a couple of weeks in, into this, like, uh, Judgment Day thing now with, a, with the Finn Balor rebrand, I, I suppose you can say that it's an Im- improvement over what they had with The Edge, where at least the promos aren't as... Um, Low-hanging uh, fruit? Or, like, somewhere, like, between sci-fi and, like, children's TV, you know? This uh, at least, but, but, you know, this as much like, it's not at that as bad, but it is like, I found awfully generic, you know, the voices just feel very generic.
2: Becky Lynch. Oh, sorry. I skipped over the entire match. Uh, they come back. Balor is working on the back. And then the knee of Ray, after knocking him off balance off the top, Dominic's checking on Ray, comes back, and Ray hits a sliding sunset flip to the floor onto Balor. And Ray hits this top rope Rana that looked awesome, follows with a 619, Ray's limping to the top, misses the frog splash, tries for a crucifix, and then Balor takes control, uh, drops him, and hits the coup de grace for the clean pinfall victory. And the way I kind of was imagining this goes is maybe Edge's return is the the big anniversary with with Ray, and that is where hmm. Edge and Ray get linked up. That's the go home show for SummerSlam, and you can you can save the announcement of you know Edge's involvement till you know a couple of days before SummerSlam. But that would that would seem like an opportune time for Edge to appear, and maybe you do. Obviously, the X Factor is Dominic and how he fits into this.
0: mm Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, that would make sense. You know, they did bring Edge's name up in the attack this week, and uh, they've been teasing Edge with all of his prior, mm, I suppose, associates. But uh, we haven't really had any hits, hints towards Ray yet. So mm, that that could make sense. Sure, yeah. um, Whatever.
2: Maybe Edge will come back with a turtleneck.
0: Ooh. All yeah. right.
2: Becky Lynch is out and she says she was devastated after not winning money in the bank and she lost her mind a bit and compares live winning the uh, cashing in to winning the lottery. But Becky doesn't need to win the lottery because I work my ass off each week for a paycheck. She doesn't want a handout to get this uh, to get this title. So she won her no holds barred match and should have been named the number one contender. But instead, Carmella is getting a rematch. So even she's pointing poking the holes in uh, this logic. She didn't get a rematch after WrestleMania when she lost the title and demands one for SummerSlam. So she uh, is here ringside for Bianca Belair and Carmella, the rematch for the Raw Women's Championship after the uh, the controversial finish at Money in the Bank. What was
0: the controversial
2: finish? Uh, It was a clean KOD. Like what the... What? (laughs) It was... um, It was as non-controversial as you could possibly present the so, challenges. so how did
0: they justify this are, are we getting automatic that,
2: that was re- sort of the, the idea here was like this is a bogus rematch that um becky had your heel becky has made perfectly clear points that you should side with her over and Carmella just got this rematch because they, because- they don't even
0: attempt to explain like the the the, the reason why she no. she has a rematch here for the title
2: None. I mean, that was kind of part of it here. It's like, why did she get a rematch? But Bianca just faces all challenges. She just looks at the whiteboard and sees, hey, I've, this is who I'm facing tonight.
0: Hmm. All right. Sure, whatever.
2: Carmella drop kicks Becky, uh, sending her into the buckle. And then a high cross attempt is caught by Bianca and turned into a deadlift vertical suplex. As Jimmy Smith says, 99 times out of 100, cross body off the top. Match is over. <laughs> this is that one time way. that one time that that high cross off the top match continued.
0: Somebody must out there must have a fin- uh, high 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 cross as a finisher.
2: Yeah, sure. well, usually it's uh you know you create a wrestler and you just default finisher there
0: is Maybe your he's cross. been only watching wrestling from like I don't know the 1970s where like a move like this was incredibly rare and maybe justified as a finisher.
2: Air lifts her up with the double underhooks, but Carmella rolls her up to counter, and then on the second try, drops Carmella. Belair stops a super kick and dumps her onto the buckle, is going for the KOD, and it's countered in midair into a face buster for a near fall by Carmella. They went for more near falls, and I would say they mapped this match out to be more dramatic than the Money in the Bank match that I didn't sense much drama at all. The problem was, this was a crowd that was just... Um, as confused as you were as why Carmella had this match and we're just very quiet, I would say, for most of it. Um, they go to the floor and Carmella rakes the eyes of Bel Air and then Bel Air, who's blinded by this, shoves Carmella into the post, but she's still trying to see. And she rolls Carmella into the ring, I guess out of instinct, and then Becky Lynch walks around the ring, and Belair now can magically see Becky and is distracted by her. My vision's back, but now I'm in the fog of Becky Lynch and I just can't get back into the ring. So she's counted out. Like, yeah. What the what was okay. this?
0: Well, I think the idea was uh, she was so confused by having her eyes attacked on the floor that she somehow managed to lose count. I mean, it was the combination of the eyes getting attacked and also Becky Lynch distracting. But Carmella really should have attacked her ears because surely she could still hear the count, right? You know, she should have really raked the ears or just, you know, like... Something I mean, like I mean that. Maybe,
2: maybe that was a poor, maybe that was a subtlety we didn't quite uh, narrow in on.
0: Yeah, perhaps um, weak finish. You know, weak finish. I thought these two like were trying hard and and did have like a pretty interesting, fun match laid out with a lot of interesting sequences. I, I thought they had all. a
2: lot more ideas than the pay per view match that just seemed to be just you know nothing. It was just such a flat match to me. I thought they had more here, and I guess obviously this is extending the program or else he would not be doing a finish like this. Although, well, I, well you I, know
0: I, what they do? Like they'd like to rematch the, the shit out of everything, you know, until just to kind of bridge us over into the real match uh, at, at the pay-per-view. So we're, we're going to get at least one runner match between Bianca and Carmela um, just so they can hold Becky off.
2: So throughout the weekend, they promoted uh, Bobby Lashley holding an open challenge for the U S title and Riddle taking on theory. And in the graphic, they just noted it's Lashley and Riddle against Rollins and Theory,
0: dude. Like I was doing the post Daily News update with Kate today, and um, they had Theory versus Rollins up there. By the time I was finished editing F- theory and Theory and Rollins or Theory and Riddle, sorry, Rollins and sorry, Riddle and Theory, yes, whatever. Riddle and Theory was up there. And by the time I hit upload and was about to close my browser, the the thing was gone, it just vanished into thin air. So that's you know, where a plans lot go. Was <laughs> yeah, really. So, yeah. yeah it's unpredictable. Unpredictable.
2: It, 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 completely I, unpredictable.
0: I don't know why they bother. Like, don't even preview the show. Just say, like, wrestling will occur. Or
2: you put, put a question mark answers. at the end of the announcement.
0: Yeah, yeah. They try their best. You know, I do feel bad for the people like, like who write these things on .com. Like, it's embarrassing for them.
2: So. Oh, I mean, it's l- – listen, like, the, the writing staff, the people who have to promote this, it's just like, dude, they're – it's out of their control. It's just, yeah. uh, you know, you get you get the word, hey, um, someone didn't like this, and instead we're going to do this instead. Oh, we promoted this for a week. Yeah, we're not doing it. No, are at this gonna, point like, – Are we going to explain it? No, nah, no, we're just going to change it.
0: At this point, they should just preview, like, you know, who's going to appear, like SNL. You know, when when they say, like, oh, such and such is going to guest host, so you're going to see this band. That's all you have to do. Just say, um, uh, Brock Lesnar is going to be there or, uh,
2: Bobby Lashley in
0: action. Well, you don't know that. You can't even guarantee that. You might not have the match. So, I, you,
2: action you, can be multiple things. I mean, he's going to physically move to the ring at some point. He's going to.
0: Speaking is an action. Breathing is an action. Okay.
2: Lots of why a wide range of descriptions that can be available to you. Uh, Edge vignette ran and l- later in the show they aired a more updated one that had uh what did we see Mick Foley's flannel we saw John Cena uh piece of merchandise
0: RKO t-shirt yes um a chalice with blood in it
2: yeah yeah so anyway um, so tying maybe all this it's Gangrel Oh else could it be um that that links all those things together mm-hmm. uh, I don't yeah. know I uh hmm Maybe it'll be uh, Jim Johnston. Oh,
0: yes, Jim Johnston walking out with the these, coming back the, new these themes the for
2: everybody. Okay, that's awesome. Miss TV with guest Champa. Champa's mission on this on this brand, he wants the eyes of the world on him, and no one commands the people's attention more than the Miss. So I'm completely using you, dude for attention on me and ms is all he's down for this idea he loves it i like that they
0: like you know they've had weeks now one of my big complaints i think last week was the fact that like chomp has been attacked like helping the Miz out for weeks and weeks and weeks without any real explanation we don't know why they're together so they come up with an explanation here and it's basically oh this guy's really famous and uh i need i I want tv time (laughs) yeah (laughs) That's it. That's really the best that they could come up with. No, no, like prior association or like, I don't know, nothing deeper than that. Oh, this guy, this guy's on TV and I, I need to be on TV too.
2: I used to watch real world and one Mike Mazan and really jumped out of the screen at yeah. me. And ever since I realized that to succeed in my real world, I needed a role model like Mike Mazanin. So Miz explains that he's also guided the social media icon, Logan Paul. And this is that's the type of thing Champa wants. So Champa is aspiring for the attention that Miz receives and the the influence of Logan Paul. Champa
0: wants to be the next Logan Paul. Clearly, he wants I mean, to be
2: a Paul brother.
0: You know, go like get a YouTube channel. Uh, I don't know, celebrity boxing, getting a number of controversies and uh, yeah, yeah, of.
2: have an entire country that wants absolutely nothing to do with you. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, Paul has a response. He doesn't want to be the Miz's partner and he's coming for the Miz at SummerSlam. And Miz knows Logan is just drumming up publicity and he gives him one last chance to retract his statement. Take my offer and we'll become the tag champions or I'm going to find someone else. So Miz clearly not keeping up with anything going on with the tag title picture and that a match has been signed for SummerSlam. So I don't, I don't know what Miz is pitching here uh, at this point. I guess he's just looking for maybe at a house show, we'll pick up these tag titles. AJ comes out. And points out how Miz has to get others to fight his battles because you're not brave. And he goes on to say, it's the actions of a man who is a coward with tiny, tiny balls. And I was hoping that this crowd would just be as muted as they had been most of tonight. But then a tiny balls chant erupts. And it was at that moment it all made sense to me why WWE Shop has created a new Miz shirt that has, has the hello name tag that reads, hello, I have massive, massive balls. And knowing that, yes, there are humans that will buy this shirt and there are humans that will wear this shirt where other humans will look and see that you are wearing and have purchased this shirt. About having massive balls.
0: Right. Yeah. I don't doubt like, um, like you remember the it store, you know, a hot topic, I suppose, you know, for our American friends, like joke shirts are, are are a thing. You can at least, uh, you know, be guaranteed to, you know, like um, sell at least five or 10 copies of something like this as a gift. I mean, I would think that these would be more gifts, you know, than, than actual people buying for themselves, I I think.
2: What's your reaction if someone got you this as a gift? To me, to me, it's like the gag gift. Once the gag gift is like over five dollars, it's like, all right,
0: this is I, could, so. I could have really used this thirty dollars for something else. It's you like know, this is
2: a complete, utter waste of money
0: I and mean, my time. I wouldn't be rude. I mean, I I would laugh. I would. I think I would give you the intended response of the gift. It'd be a nice moment for everybody at the party.
2: I would feel too obligated. I, I would just be, you know, what you missed, you missed on this one.
0: The this ne- a poor gift. <laughs> the next time somebody gets you like a joke T-shirt, because somebody will in your lifetime, I'm sure. Maybe somebody will buy you this very shirt. You know, at the end of the year, John. Um, I It'll I, be I, want you, I, I want you to just yell at this person. Just like chastise this person for a terrible waste of. Resources in this, uh, you know, very difficult economy.
2: Yeah, I'll, I'll just, I'll stare them right in the face, and I'll just yeah. ask them: Are you aware how many children are starving?
0: What do you mean? You can buy a tank. or you could buy a quarter tank of gas with the price
2: of that shirt. Yeah, the world's problems, and you spent thirty dollars on this shirt.
1: At Parker, our purpose is simple: we want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success.
2: Ezekiel comes out. It's just a mishmash of just everyone in this segment he introduces himself to AJ they have not met and Elias was a big fan of AJ and he talked to Adam Pierce about making this a tag match instead of a handicap match AJ agrees to team with him and we get the Miz and Ciampa against AJ Styles and Ezekiel
0: Miz and Chompa against AJ and Ezekiel yeah
2: yeah man uh Ezekiel is just
0: I feel like just kind of floating from like you know thing to thing and still waiting for Kevin Owens to
2: return, dude, I bet you he's texting Kevin Owens every day, he's yeah, like doing? checking on him. Are you, are you good doing? are
0: you how yeah. like percentage wise just tell me I, like you saw know, you at the NHL
2: like, draft um, yeah. moving around pretty gingerly. uh can you or, get on an airplane? Yeah, like, can I, I pick mean, you up? We'll drive cross country.
0: do you want to at least like shoot a a video on your cell phone that you can send to me that I can respond to? perhaps?
2: I'll fly you know? there, Kevin. you don't have to <laughs> yeah. leave your house. Yeah, he is floundering right now with OKO. This um, this match to me was just um, like long. Um, there was a long heat spot on Ezekiel, and this, this was not entertaining. Uh, Jimmy Smith remarks, look at this huge crowd we have, and it was a pretty sizable crowd. They had like over 7,500 people here, and they're all chanting for Zeke. Dude, you could not hear a peep from this crowd when he pointed this out. I was like, "Who? who is yelling Maybe Zeke? The, the, like- p- the voice in your ear right now that's telling you Zeke? That's the <laughs> yeah. only person that was saying Zeke at this moment.
0: Maybe it was like the five people right behind Jimmy Smith that were standing right there. And so oh, they were yelling, like the geek, arena. geek. Okay. I doubt that. I don't think anybody would yell
2: that. AJ yeah. gets the tag and he hits a pump handle into a gut buster. Skull-crushing finale gets counter with an Ushiguroshi. Chomp is in to make the save. Then Ezekiel tosses Chomp out. Styles rolls to the calf crusher in the corner. And Chompa returns and attacks AJ, breaking the calf crusher. And the referee just calls for the bell. It's a DQ. Corey Graves can't understand this finish. He's like, this is ridiculous. He's the tag partner. And AJ lands a forearm to Chomp on the floor as Miz hobbles up the ramp, leaving Chompa and ending this segment. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Um, I have nothing to say. It was just, to me, it was a long amount of television time for nothing, all that engaging.
0: So at this point, like with most WWE TV matches, I recognize like there's a certain standard of action that like, I think is, I think is that you could at least say is decent. Okay. And I suppose that depends on like what you're comparing it to. Maybe I'm like in my, (laughs) for me now, I'm comparing it to the history of professional wrestling, of all the wrestling that I've seen. The standard that we're at right now, I think, is at least better than the average that I've I've seen throughout my lifetime, which includes like 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 generic like TV wrestling from the '90s. This was better than that in ring, but it's just it's just not memorable at all. And um, for no stakes, it's really just kind of action for the sake of action. and I think at this point most people need a bit more than that, you know, to keep their attention. So um I don't know, maybe some people are still enamored just by like imagine if like you know we're we're watching uh, F1, John, you and I and there's they're they're racing for no reason. There's no points involved. There's it's no points like,
2: this week, guys. <laughs> yeah. They're like, just they want to just, you know, go for a drive.
0: Like once a month on a a streaming service that you have to pay extra for, you get to watch the races that actually have points attached to them. The rest of the time for five hours a week, you're just going to get races where they're going around in circles. You might not even necessarily get a finish line. Okay, sometimes it's just the track. They're just like going around in circles and um, no strategy, like nothing. It's just they're racing. And Mm -hmm. You might really, some of us might really like just, you know, oh, <laughs> look at the engine. Look at the wheels go. This is really imp- impressive. Look oh, look at the, how he's turning the corner. That's really impressive. But I would say the vast majority of people would not give a shit. And that's what you have most of the time when you're watching WWE TV. These matches are meaningless. And only if you really like the, I just the, the action, <laughs> speaking of action, you know, just of like people doing moves, then you might be entertained.
2: Let me go a step further and your hypothetical race, that means nothing. No points are at stake, but you still sit down and you watch it way. And on lap 58 of 65, someone runs out onto the track and they just wave it off. They're like, the race is over. Like you're not even going to give me a winner for the pointless race. No, it's just, it's over. We'll, we'll do this again sometime okay, someone see, ran on.
0: There's a DQ. Hold on a second. We'll see because, because that happens so rarely, I, it would be news. Like it would actually be a, somewhat of a, you know, significant moment. But imagine if that just happened like every other race, <laughs> you know, like you might watch a race and then somebody will just Oh my run god, out there.
2: Dude, someone's going to win this race. I think so. <laughs> nope. 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 They threw it out or like Max Verstappen's
0: theme song plays. And like all of a sudden, everyone stops their car and they've
2: just got to turn their head and be mesmerized by the sound of Max Verstappen's odd playlist on Spotify.
0: And then, yeah, it could be DQ. These race, these
2: drivers are idiots. Why are they stopping? They were going at such a high rate of speed and now everyone has stopped.
0: So anyway, that, that was this, that was this match.
2: And by the end by the
0: end of this what we have to look forward to is AJ Styles versus The Miz uh potentially at SummerSlam so It's
2: not a combination. Well, I
0: Or not at SummerSlam, I should say. Well, what is the match? It's it'll be Miz The match will Logan.
2: be Miz and AJ in multiple combinations for another month plus. The match at SummerSlam is probably going to involve I mean they really are seem to be pushing like Miz and Logan Paul One-on-one. So I guess your only question is if they actually go through with that or they feel the need to have a Chompa and AJ involved, which would improve that match.
0: So I guess, it. I mean, yeah, it would probably be Chompa and LeMiz versus Logan Paul and AJ Styles. Is that it? Is that the team? If it's a tag team? Yeah,
2: and maybe uh, Ezekiel is, um, I I don't know how the hell he fits into this. Maybe he's. um, Maybe he can't tell Logan and Jake Paul apart, thinks they're twins.
0: Interesting. Maybe they're the same person.
2: None of that's interesting. Bobby Lashley is with Riddle as they prepare for their tag match tonight, which they only found out about a few hours ago because they were preparing for separate matches tonight. And Riddle wants to watch Stranger Things with Bobby, and he's scared about Vecna. And Riddle, who certainly would be a Dustin, I think people would make that comparison too. Are you uh, caught up? I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I'm on like episode five. So in about 28 hours, I'll be caught up to all of the episodes. I mean, like I need to like set my alarm to find time in the day to watch these episodes. They are incredibly long, but, but it is very good. I can understand Kate Bush. What a, what a gift this franchise has been for her.
0: Sounds like it. Yeah. I've been hearing about people. um, The the cure, the cure for Vecna.
2: That's a max. Uh, okay. Different max. Uh, them for stepping. Lashley's already watched Stranger Things, so he can't watch it with Riddle. Alexa Bliss and Oscar against Nikki Ash and Dewdrop. Um mm-hmm. I'm not going to make the same points again, but this was largely pointless. Uh Graves explains that this just isn't the same Alexa Bliss as the Alexa pre therapy. She left something on the couch. She's just not as aggressive anymore.
0: So, so I found that at least, um, you know, pretty interesting, because this entire time that Alexa Bliss has come back on this run, like her character's been incredibly flat. I can't tell you what what the character is about, other than the fact that she claims she has no friends, she walks out with the doll, but I, I, I don't even have like a semblance of any sort of arc. So this, at least like what Grave said here, at least told me that, okay, they're at least going to tell the story of her like not being who she used to be. she's going to, you know, get her groove back somehow. Then the match occurred. She
2: she wins. She won clean. She hits the the non-aggressive Alexa Bliss, who left something on the couch months ago, just DDTs Nikki, pins her, and then on top of it, she smiles and hugs Asuka, this this friendless, uh, non-aggressive, therapy-affected Alexa Bliss. And Graves' point was just... Pointless.
0: Right. So who like, so it's got to be Vince feeding him this these lines or like, I don't know, maybe it's in the, the the rundown or something. But then like, why, why was the match booked like this? Like, it, it feels like they were telling two different stories, you know, or, or one person was at least telling a story and the other person was not telling any story, sort of story whatsoever.
2: Maybe they're not sure and they want to keep their options open.
0: God, maybe I don't know, but it just seems like they're very clueless about what to do with Alexa Bliss at the moment and it's a real shame because, you know, she's one of the few stars that they have in the division and it's just week after week now it's uh, there's just nothing to latch
2: onto. What what a what an underlying story about how therapy's taking the edge off of Alexa Bliss.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Don't go to Watch, therapy. watch
2: out folks therapy it's not all it's cracked up to be bottle your feelings inside (laughs) because it could really do a number on your career great Uh, the Usos uh, they show the highlight of them retaining over the street profits at money in the bank with Ford shoulder off the mat so the Usos come out they run raw they run Smackdown the profits are just whining and crying the profits come out and then our truth shows up in the city of brotherly love (laughs) San Antonio And he goes over all the different fields he has certifications in, including as a referee and reveals a referee shirt. And he wants to audition to be the referee at SummerSlam. Uh, Dude, this guy was pretty entertaining. I thought here doing all the referee mannerisms and just it was completely ludicrous. But at this point in the show, I just wanted something, anything. And and this crowd was like, this guy's funny. And Jimmy calls him a clown ass. And truth gets serious and says, you want to fight this clown ass? And he challenges both Usos with my partners, he has in the background with the Street Profits. And then Omos enters with MVP. Dude, this felt like the most, like, Mystery Vortex edition of Raw I've watched. Like, this feels like a show that was just torn up this afternoon, and they just put the pieces back together. And we had to come up with ridiculous explanations for these people being aligned. And to MVP's credit, he explains... We were watching our, our truth on the monitor and decided to come out. And Omos, Omos wants to be the special referee at SummerSlam. Why? Why he's shooting for the stars of Can I be the referee at Could you imagine this guy with all those near falls we saw at the last pay-per-view and this guy going up and down counting 3? Could you imagine this guy refereeing a match at any high intensity? You know, he there's, would a die. A,
0: there, there's a bit of a curiosity for me to see it.
2: Well, yeah. He wants to pair up with the bloodline tonight. And then they attack the prophets and truth. And we come back with a match. Now I want to tell you, because I didn't know if this could be done on time. There were 20 minutes left in raw and I was 40 minutes behind. It was the first time I was looking. I was like, I might not finish this on time. I finished with time to spare.
0: Yeah. You, so, no, no problems whatsoever. It was fine.
2: So we have this six man tag, huge stakes. The Profits go for these Pascados to the floor. Dawkins just like sails past Jay. It looked like he just crashed onto the floor. He just like leaped into the air and plop goes right to the floor. They get the heat on Truth. Ford comes in leaping blockbuster, but the Topicon hero gets stopped by Omos. Profits and ram Omos into the post. Ford lifts up Jimmy on his shoulders, and Dawkins goes for a spinning elbow off the top. Truth comes in for the five-knuckle shuffle, which Omos stops again, and then... After disposing of uh, Truth, Omos gets into the ring, lifts up Angelo Dawkins for the tree slam, and Omos, who's hoping to be the referee, pins the guy who is going for the tag titles in three weeks. And that and that was that. Th- this was where we got a finish. Thank you.
0: Yes. Well, come on, you can't have a non-finish with Omos in there. So, um, I mean, Dawkins, I suppose, just can, he can lose <laughs> as many times as he wants. Sure. And- He's still going to be a contender. can not pin truth. Truth is, you know, off limits. Yeah, that's right. Well, maybe that's the big program that Omas has, worked, uh, for, you know. Our truth. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, I'm sorry. I don't have that much to say about the match. You know, it was just a match. Um, I don't really have much of a sense of the direction that they're going to with Omas other than, uh, I mean, it's, you know, it's another iteration of profits versus the Usos. So we're going to get uh, three more weeks of this until we get the rematch.
2: I think people are interested in the rematch after money in the bank. I'm interested
0: in the rematch. I'm not at all interested in the TV where we're going to get these mindless repetitive combinations of these teams over and over again. I've had it now for like three, three
2: months. It feels like Kevin Patrick speaks with Seth Rollins. Um, Rollins starts talking about Ezekiel. I don't know what Ezekiel had to do with any of this. Um, It jokes about him being uh, Ezekiel, Elias or, or El Gigante. And then segues over to Riddle, who is actually involved in the match tonight, asking if he's a savant, thinking on a higher plane or just an idiot bro that Randy felt sorry for. Riddle is riding on the can't ride on the coattails of Orton anymore and if you play with fire, you're going to get burnt. Just ask Cody Rhodes. And Theory walks in and asks for advice from Seth about cashing in and Rollins says he's come to the right person. Come with me. And they leave.
0: That You know, playing with fire and getting burnt line is really interesting um, because, of course, Cody Rhodes played with fire and got burnt.
2: Very literally. Yes. Yes, he did. In a different company. That's right. Logan Paul has a response for The Miz that he filmed during Raw. You are delusional and they are done. He wants him one-on-one at SummerSlam and I'll be there next week on Raw and that's going to be awesome.
0: You know, I'm, I'm sure they will, they're will. they thinking right now about how to craft that segment to ensure that Logan Paul gets a positive reaction. Thus far, we've only seen him in these videos. Um, so we don't exactly know how these crowds are going to respond to him. But I have to imagine that they'll, they'll be trying really hard to frame the segment to get him to be cheered. So we'll see.
2: And a lot invested in Logan Paul. This is not just a one-off for WrestleMania. I mean, they have a long-term plan with Logan Paul. And they are in Tampa next week. And, yeah, we will see what the um, I think that segment takes a lot of like careful crafting that they get the desired response for Logan Paul. And then the main event, Bobby Lashley and Riddle against Seth Rollins and Theory Uh, to set up the commercial break. Dolph Ziggler's music plays and he comes out and just sits ringside as we go to break with the hook of why is Dolph here? I think people were asking that question. I don't know if there was a great anticipation for the answer. It's just a question that went through their head.
0: Yeah, I mean, every time Dolph Ziggler comes out, he's got like a different character and different identity. So, I mean, I don't know. I feel like this would have been a great hook for like main event or for NXT. I I, I found it interesting. Yeah, on Raw, I'm not sure.
2: Rollins hits an inverted superplex onto Riddle. And then Theory does a roll into the ring into a neckbreaker on Riddle as Corey Graves compares Theory to a bird of prey like an osprey. And then Lashley comes with with, uh, Rollins and uh, gets him on his shoulders going for the stormbreaker, also like an osprey and Theory makes the save, There's a rolling elbow by Rollins, and then he lands the frog splash on Lashley for a two-count. Riddle is tagged in, does his Randy spots to Theory, and goes for the RKO, but Rollins pulls Theory to the floor. Lashley then spears Rollins through the barricade, and then an A-town down and RKO get countered. Theory uses the rope for leverage on Riddle when Ziggler gets up and knocks Theory's legs off the rope, and Theory looks around. He's stunned at Ziggler, and this leaves him open for an RKO and Riddle pins theory. And the show goes off the air with Ziggler entering the ring, super kicking theory and Dolph's music plays leading to the most unlikely extra to the show. As Corey Graves signs off stating Dolph Ziggler is back with authority. Hmm. Didn't think yeah. Raw was going to end that way.
0: No, I didn't think so either. No. Uh, Adrian in the chat brings up how didn't Ziggler and Rude attack Olmos at MVP? Why was there no follow-up? It's a very interesting question. I mean, no, it's not. In-
2: Why was there no follow-up? I am, I am stunned. Yeah. I am stunned by that. So, yeah,
0: a direction I did not expect, you know, to pick all people. Uh, they chose Dolph Ziggler to presumably take John Cena's place at SummerSlam for Austin Theory. Is this what's going no, on? No,
2: Theory's facing Lashley.
0: Oh, okay. Never mind. So this is just the bridging program.
2: Yeah, I, I don't know where Dolph Ziggler fits into all of this, but obviously he's he's attached somewhere in, in all of this.
0: He's facing, the, man. Lash, I, I, Lashley
2: and Theory are doing the rematch for the United oh, States title.
0: Wow, I must have must have forgotten. Mm-hmm. So that's a rematch too. Yes. God. Wow. <laughs> okay. Dude, this, this raw out.
2: was it was just uh, the main event was actually a, a good match. Um, but who cares? I, like there's, there's like a million good matches. Like giving like what what's it for? Um, to find out what Dolph was here for. Are you
0: like are, like would you honestly like take the time out of your schedule to watch this match because it was a good match?
2: Um, the main event. Um, if I was sitting down and someone said, "Hey, that." The that best was match it. on this the show was, was the match. main event. I, I, yeah. I, would, I would probably check out the main event on the show,
0: maybe. Yeah, I guess I I I I guess I'm beyond that. You know, like there needs to be another reason to, to hook me, you know? Like if it was even 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 if it had a significant story attached to like, or if it was a first time pairing, perhaps, like just something that was a bit unique that answered some sort of curiosity. I just don't I didn't think this tag match had like what what was this answering? Who's going if, to interrupt it by the end?
2: If I missed Raw, and I said, "Wait, what happened on Raw?" What would you th- What would you tell me? let like, be honest. Like, what What was significant that is worth that comes to mind for you to catch me up on what I missed?
0: Uh, well, okay, fine. Dolph Ziggler attacked Theory at the end. He sub- I I think presumably turned baby face. Um. Hmm. Let me see here. Um,
2: Brock Lesnar showed up. That was something. That's
0: not significant at all. That's what did a he summit accomplish?
2: Movie.
0: What uh, just the fact they showed up and talked about hogs? What what, what what was accomplished from from his appearance? What changed the story from 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 his appearance today?
2: Um, there's there's a way to beat Roman Reigns. It involves his heart being ripped out through his wow. ass. <laughs> So
0: so sure. Okay, if you really like if you really want to hear that line, yeah, maybe that might be a reason, but you did not need this. Like in the Wikipedia article for this feud, if there even is one, th- tonight will not be mentioned. Like like in the, the, the in the A&E Rivals episode uh, chronicling Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns for SummerSlam 2022. This will not be a part of that segment or or that that documentary, okay? Um what else did we have here? Let me see. Uh, like what? What changed the course of any storyline?
2: We had, we had Becky challenge for for a title match or request a title match at SummerSlam. It was not answered, but she threw she it out there.
0: Requested a title match, okay? Did she not um, do that prior? Did, no. Like she she's talked about wanting to be back in the title picture
2: now. She now she has a date in mind.
0: Okay, fine. Significant. Wow. Um, you know, there's continued teasing like Don, Dominic, uh, they, they're continuing to tease Dominic potentially joining the, the judgment day.
2: Yeah, I, I think, um, I think that, that was honestly one of the better things on the show. Not so much like the Dominic stuff, but that match with Ray and Finn Balor, I thought was very good.
0: Again, it's like, yeah, sure. Like if you're in it to just watch good action.
2: I, I like where that story's going though. I, I think edge gets attached to that. I think like the Dominic stuff. What
0: do you, I, I What do you, what do you like about the story itself? Other than the concept, because that thus far that's all I'm seeing. The concept of Dominic potentially joining Judgment Day, but what exactly like are we seeing in these scenes that that actually ma- is making it good?
2: Uh, I I thought there was nothing wrong with with the promo that that Finn Balor.
0: There guy. was nothing wrong, but what was? Are you good, interested
2: in where the story's going? I would say yes.
0: I am interested too. I'm interested in the concept, but I would say there's hardly like any sort of like interesting tease about it that's making me that that sucked in, you yeah. know. Anyway, fine. Okay, what else? What else was significant on this show? Um, that's about it. Carmella beat Bianca Belair, I suppose, via countout. So mm-hmm. they're going to get another rematch on TV.
2: That's not significant.
0: Okay. Um, you know, the Edge video teased a few more names, like, or at least like they made the Edge's videos made reference to like John Cena and Randy Orton and McFoley.
2: Who just uh, noted that he did sign a new Legends deal with the yeah. company. And that's why his yeah. uh, his merch is going off of a Pro Wrestling Tees. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, everything else is just like really kind of carrying
0: shit along that's already been established, you know?
2: Which is a lot for three hours. Carrying shit along. <laughs> 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 what a alexa, description
0: overall honestly one of the more interesting things that would have come out of this is if they were this tease of alexa possibly losing her aggression and like trying to find it yet the answer like you know whatever she found, he, he it. She thought, found it she found it by she the lost end of the match. it at the two
2: minute mark she found it at the four
0: yeah and that was it man like these these are your three hours and you know what when we look at the ratings on uh tuesday it's probably going to be number one again, if not number one, the number two in the ratings. And that it tells them that they they have absolutely no need to change these shows. People are going to watch just because it's
2: there. Yeah. Especially this time of the year, next week they are against the, the, the home run derby. So that is, that is something sizable. They, they will not be winning the night uh, next, next week. But um, yeah, I mean, largely for the summer, it th- this will be the case where they are going to uh, dominate on Monday nights and we'll see if Logan Paul means anything next week. If that's uh, a kind of crossover that means a whole lot because uh, they believe it will be um, and, and have, you know, gone after Logan Paul for that very reason. Uh But yeah. I, I thought this was also like a pretty subdued crowd uh, as well. And I can't say I, I, I quite blame them, but I, I thought it was pretty lifeless at times on this show that takes a kind of a match that with, with very little meaning attached to it and, Drags it down further when you can see the audience is not even engaged to uh, li- lift things up uh, a bit a bit higher. So I thought that was a detriment on the show as well. Uh, feedback time. Uh, we have
0: <laughs> I'm sorry. the grand
2: thoughts from Tenise. Man, was this a chore to get through. Nothing of significance happened with our truth being the only entertaining thing on the show. Boy, are they wasting away the good years Ray has left. An all time great given nothing to do. Not the role I'd have for him, but at least they found something for Ciampa to do. They have to do better. Take care, guys. I thought of the same thing and I've thought about it many times with, with Ray Mysterio in this alternate universe where he does all in and then he does not go back to WWE afterward. If he is with AEW, I believe that this guy is probably having one of the great runs of his career over these last few years where he's working in front of gigantic energized crowds where he is going to be treated in the, in kind of that 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 legend spotlight at that point and working with just imagine the the matches he would be doing hopefully like there there is the concern that he's had so many knee problems that mm-hmm. I think it would have been um more taxing on him but at the same time this is a guy who swears on this this stem cell treatment he's not wearing knee braces anymore the, the, the other thing he would be working with dominic okay and i'm sure dominic
0: no matter where he would have gone would have been a part of the package for this stage of his career and i don't doubt if he you know he made himself uh, available in aew dominic would have probably come along with him and probably would have received at least you know a similar style of push being paired with his dad in tag team matches
2: do, doing the occasional tag with his dad or even being relegated to dark and elevation and being able to go to mm-hmm. indies, yeah. I think would be very helpful for, for Dominic to have that option that he could go and do indies. I think he yeah. would be um th- that would have been of a, a great value to him at this stage of his career.
0: Now, you know, hindsight is 2020, of course. And um was he somebody who lost his eye? Actually, did Ray lose his eye? Was he one of the wrestlers? Who yeah, lost his yeah. Eye? But
2: he grew it back. Uh, yeah.
0: Okay. Anyway, uh. So, but you know, there was no AEW at the time, and I think going to the you know, the the most lucrative option really was was going back to the WWE, and if it presented an opportunity to expose his son to a, a wider audience through the WWE on a big scale, which they have, a lot of more people know who Dominic Mysterio is. They they we see him almost every single week. I think that was justifiable. Like he's clearly doing. Oh, so I, much I of
2: understand. This. Like the reasoning for it. I I think it's a more interesting question if Dominic was not in the equation and what's Ray looking for. Um, like I think he very much did want to do New Japan at, at that point. Um, and I just look at AEW that he would have been. Like I, I truly believe, like he would be protected as like this all time great. Um, oh, he'd and, and a maybe headlin- I'd be wrong, John, John but- he'd be
0: a headliner, like uh, in that opening crop of guys, like in that, in that inaugural roster, like he'd be at the very top with the Chris Jericho, you know, like he'd be the guy headlining your pay-per-views, potentially becoming your, your, your first champion.
2: Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, he, he made this decision and very well, I I completely understand go, going this direction too, with, with mm-hmm. WWE, but I mean, it is a realization that he is, You know, he's in his spot in WWE. It's not a great spot. It's not the worst spot, but it's sort of just in the middle and not a priority, I would say.
0: No, not at all. And again, I do get the sense, like, right now at this point of his career, his priority is his son, making sure that his son is being set up, using his star power to help his son. Um and at the time, or maybe currently, he thinks the best way to do that is to be associated with the WWE. Uh, you know, the, the the better question is when the contract comes due, when his and Dominic's contracts come due. Does he think that there's a better opportunity for him elsewhere? Or do they, you know, do they think that, oh, okay, we're in the system right now. Let's just stay
2: here. Well, I mean, the fact is he's, he's 47. He'll be 48 by the end of this year. I mean, Dominic will not always have Ray. And th- this angle may, in fact, be expediting that in terms of getting Dominic away from Ray and that becomes your test of where Dominic fits and b- being in a position w- without the Ray attachment like where, where do you see Dominic what kind of role do you see him having on his own I think that's that's tough and that's when you look at okay you've been on television for two years and are you at the level where you, you can hang without the, the Ray attachment the
0: fact that they've yet to break him off, well, maybe you could suggest a number of things. Maybe it's at the request of Rey Mysterio. Who knows? But the fact that they've yet to like have any sort of storyline with Dominic outside of Rey Mysterio, and the fact that I haven't seen the type of charisma that I think is expected of a WWE performer of his age, nor does he have the look that I think they look for in people like an Austin Theory, for instance. He, I don't think there'd be any significant role for Dominic Mysterio without I think it's
2: Rey. Tough. And you've had a year now with fans back. That was the whole thing of that, like that first year for him with like, we don't have real crowds. Maybe there's some charisma that he attaches to. And like, I'm I'm not trying to dog him either. I think for, for his experience level, I, I think he's done a very adequate job, but I think that's the big test is going to be away from Ray and maybe he will surprise us. But if, if you're looking at that being a debate and that he can't like, how do you assess the, the these two years in terms of optimal improvement at a young part part of your career and wh- where is it best to be to be learning a craft that you're still relatively uh, a novice at
0: yeah agreed absolutely i'd i'd love to see him, you know i'd love to see him down in nxt to be quite honest with you you don't develop that way but you know i i mean there's something to be said about like national exposure and improving your star power being on mm-hmm. national TV. And he's there's, you know, there's he... going to be those
2: comparisons with with Simone Johnson, who looks like like prime to start on television relatively soon and has come up in that system and and going that direct route as opposed to like this is a pretty high pressure situation for Dominic, who is, you know, the, the son of a very, very big legend in in the industry and starting on the main roster. Where yeah. I, I don't feel they, they feel they can go backward now.
0: Yeah. I Like, uh, in some level, I do understand that. And if you're the child, like a second-generation star, yeah, yeah. In some way, ways, you'd be foolish not to accept it. But there's something that feels really just disingenuous to me about, like, essentially kind of using these children as, like, bargaining chips to, I don't know, potentially get some sort of appearance from their parents, you know? Like, maybe they, you know, they might think that they're one step closer to getting the rock on their TV if, like, they have...
2: They have the daughter on but uh anyway will will we get an angle where joe gacy kidnaps dwayne johnson on nxt over the next year <laughs> doubtful highly doubtful all right well that will bring rewind around no to a actually point. i'm sorry I, I almost
0: missed this we have a super chat here from bob the builder who sends two dollars thank you for the support bob who is the next aew guy to go to wwe Who's it going to be way the next AEW guy to go to WWE. Hmm. Let me think about this. Yeah. Let me think about this. Way uh, knows the answer. To um, it. I mean, uh, you know, the, 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 the big name on everybody's mind is MJF, but I don't think that's happening
2: soon. Uh, it can happen soon.
0: Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't have a guess. I, can't
2: really well, see. That, anybody, that's what the but... question is. Make a pure guess. That's okay, pure much guess. It,
0: all right, I'm gonna say, um, uh, of f- uh, f- one of Bear Country, okay. Bear Bronson.
2: I thought I thought you'd go with Bear Boulder, sir. <laughs> sure. What about all, all right. of roughin it? Can we Whoa. get Bear Bear Country and the New Vicious Viking Raiders?
0: Ooh, okay. They'd have to be something else. We have to come up with different adjectives. I don't know if they'd take Leon Ruff back at this point.
2: All right. Okay. Well, thank you, everybody, uh, for tuning into the show. We are back on Tuesday. Rewind away for members at postwrestlingcafe.com. Drive to survive the first three episodes. If you have no idea, if you just groan when we talk about F1, you can jump on board on Tuesday as we will give you uh, the. We'll start right from the beginning. We will explain who these drivers are. What the hell was going on in season one? (laughs) Why were there only certain drivers that you just had to squint and see them in the background uh, because they would not even participate on the what's this rinky dink drive to survive show? What you think I'm going to die driving (laughs) drive to survive? What's
0: this ever going to do with for our sport?
2: You can find mm-hmm. who who were the real ones, season one, who were on board immediately and then the hangers on who jumped onto this thing season two once it was a proven hit.
0: Oh, there you go. The bandwagoners, yeah. the drive to drive bandwagoners.
2: <laughs> I love Toto okay. Wolf, but you know what? Hey <laughs> guy wasn't uh, uh it's like, we'll we'll see when you get a sit down with me. We're gonna meet all of them, way. Uh Lawrence Stroll, stroll down memory lane back to mm. to his days with Williams. Maybe a bit of Roman
0: Grosjean. People who aren't even, you know, part of the current seasons that, yes. that are fan
2: favorites. His heart will grow, Jean. Uh yes, We will yes. meet Daniel Ricardo, Carlos Sainz, yeah. all of them. Yes, It's been a but, while. I mean, I feel at this
0: point, I feel like I've lived through like four different years of uh, iterations of these, these people on different teams. So.
2: It, it is a bit of a um, your, – your head spins a bit when you're going back four years and the different teams that everyone was attached to. Like – what a different world where Daniel yeah. Ricciardo is, you know, your number one driver for Red Bull. Uh, totally, yeah. I mean,
0: you know, we're going to take it from a pretty novice, uh, real novice perspective. Expert still.
2: analysis. I'm going to be analyzing, like, the the, the gas choices yeah. of each vehicle.
0: Uh, oh, the gas choices. I don't know if they have gas choices. I think we could, they can only choose one. Um, but that's, that's interesting. Okay, so.
2: They get options.
0: Yeah, I don't know if they get to like shop around to see who has the cheapest gas, you know, locally before they, they buy their gas. At least I don't think so. Um, but you know, maybe we'll use this as a bit of like a way to like introduce people to even the idea of F one and how it works, because I think just the the structure of the whole
2: league is 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 very uh, fascinating. Yes, um, I'm looking forward to this. It should be a fun uh, review. So that's Tuesday, and then again, the G1 podcast begin uh, this Saturday. Postwrestlingcafe.com. Jump on board. You will get seven G1 shows this month alone.
0: What's I'm much? just picturing like <laughs> I'm picturing like Lewis Hamilton driving around checking, like, comparing gas prices. He's like,
2: yeah, Shell.
0: You know, like it was. It's one eight seven. I think I can go one eight seven seven down the street. But he's like going that extra block to go to Petro Canada. <laughs>
2: Well, maybe, there, there might be some teams that they are, you know, they're, they're yeah, pitching pennies. Maybe. All right. Uh, that is it for us. Thank you for tuning in to Rewind to Raw, and we will chat with you on Tuesday.
1: At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward with each new idea